Hey everyone, this is episode 007 of Environmental Professionals. My name is John Lieber. You can reach me on Instagram, which is at jungle underscore capital, or on Twitter, which is at jungle underscore capital. This show evolved out of the Environmental Professionals Facebook group. So if you're an environmental professional and you're not in the Facebook group, make sure to head over to Environmental Professionals and join the conversation there. If you are not an environmental professional but still interested in this content, just uh, go over to my page, which is John Lieber Ecology Planning, and like the page. Um, today, uh, I'd just like to welcome my guest, and i just ask you if you could just say your name and your current occupation to get us started. All right. Thank you, Mr. John. It's a pleasure meeting you here. I've been following your program for quite a while. I see your passion towards the environment. Okay, my name is Botiden Samson. I am from Nigeria, southern part of Nigeria. I am a research assistant with the University of Rio, Department of Geography and Natural Resource Management here in the University of Rio, Faculty of Social Sciences in Nigeria. I've been in the academic environment for basically six years now. And currently, I'm a PhD student in one of the universities in Nigeria, University of Nigeria, and uh, Hopefully, I say I have a long way to go, but hopefully, in a few years from now, I'll be done with the program. Uh, I've been I've been passionate with the environment for quite a while. My research interest has been that of biogeography, biogeography, a subdomain of uh, geography. And I have done some researches regarding the mangrove environments, uh, the mangrove environments, indigenous knowledge, resource control, and any some other issues, contemporary issues. So, uh, so far, I lecture geographic courses involving biogeography. I also lecture. Environmental introduction to environmental sciences for the one level students. Then I also lecture a bit of a contemporary research methodology within the Nigerian context. So so far so good. Uh, it's been uh, a smooth journey so far for me. Uh, I think I'm also within the learning curve, and hopefully in the course of our conversation, you get to know more about me. You get to know more about the Nigerian environment. You get to know more about our research interests and how we could also collaborate with others. So that's you, John. Great. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I, how has your experience been in school so far? Because you you have a lot of academic background. Has has it been a really supportive and uh, and, and uh, productive environment for you uh, in the university that you attend? Or has it been a struggle to find a place that you fit in? How has your overall experiences been with with uh, your your academic journey in uh, in Nigeria? Okay, uh, for people for those people who are conversant with the Nigerian the academic environment, as has been that of struggles. In fact, it has resulted in issues where our best brains are drained overseas. So for those of us here, it's been a struggle trying to know our feet, trying to know where our focus is. 
So, and we have a challenge of uh, our strikes. We are always having issues of strikes because the government over time tend not to be too interested in investing in the academic environment. So, it's been a challenge for all of, all of us, and hopefully, we hope that maybe subsequently the government will come that will have interest in developing our academic environment. It's been a challenge for us, even as a researcher. There are some you may want to get first-hand sophisticated eye, but you are handicapped because this environment is not so equipped. It's ill-equipped. So we tend to study in more of an archaic environment, trying to use most of our absolute tools to get results. Give and take, for me as an individual, with a passion, impact knowledge. And I, I, I've been having sharing with my students, and it's also interesting that in spite of the challenge, we've been able to mentor people who now have mentees who follow us and try to, to be encouraged. So in, in general, we may not compare with what you have in most of the advanced world. <laughs> my own test. In, bi- in biogeography, what is obtainable outside the country in advanced societies is with the use of nature data and all of that. But over here, what we do is more of ecology. We do more of the analytical and we may not go to and the way it's done outside it's not be successful like I said earlier on the field then hopefully we'll get back with time that's great well uh, striking is definitely not only a Nigerian issue I know that we get a lot of that those challenges as well with uh, unions and coming to agreements in Canada uh, in the states as well. So that's really an international challenge that I think the whole academic community faces. Um, uh, so before you took you you entered uh, university, what attracted you to geography? Like, did you grow up on a farm, or what? What what originally drew, uh, attracted you? to that program, to geography? Okay. Uh, my journey to geography has been an interesting one. I've always been passionate about the environment, possibly because I had a father who was involved in forestry and uh, issues of environmental degradation. So my interest in the forest from my time growing up with him was pushed towards that. And over time, that has shaped my knowledge, even the way I impact knowledge to even my students, is because I've had the first-hand knowledge of the environment before coming into the classroom. So generally, uh, my interest finding myself in geography is not an accident. It's been a deliberate uh, attempt to really explore the environment and tend to see how I could also contribute my only two quotas to keep our heads for all it wasn't an accident it was a deliberate attempt by my person to try to add to the discussion on how we can make our environment better sure uh so can you can you uh explain like tell us a little bit about what the environment is like around your community and just to give people some context because i was looking up before we talked 
uh, your city that you live in and teach in, it's near Port Harcourt, uh, Harcourt right? Court, which is oh, yeah, which is in the southern part of Nigeria. So, w- what's the landscape like around uh, your city, and and what kind of like animals and ecosystems exist there? Okay, Port Harcourt is a reference point for us because it's like the center of that geopolitical division in Nigeria. But I'm staying within a city close to Port Harcourt, two hours drive to Port Harcourt. The entire landscape here is within the force within the Niger Delta area. I'm sure, John, you are aware of the Niger Delta struggles over time because it, is, it has been documented in series of documentaries. The Niger Delta is known for its riches, richness in uh, biodiversity as well as uh, richness in uh, uh, what you call the biochemical uh, uh, resources. So, for instance, this is the Niger Delta happens to be the hotbed for Nigeria's resources. It drives the Nigerian economy, this part of Nigeria. So this part of the environment, like Akwaibom State, we know where I am, happens to be the highest producer of crude oil here in Nigeria. This is where we happen to have the highest producer of crude oil in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I know that Nigeria happens to be number one in Africa in terms of oil production. And so if we are number one, it definitely means from a Akwaibom here is where we're having most of our... Generally, the environment is also challenging because like every environment where you have exploitation of these natural resources, crude oil in particular, there's also the challenge of controlling the environment, the issues of deforestation, the issue of uh, land degradation, the issue of water pollution, the issue of aquatic uh, life loss and all of that comes in. So for, for instance, my own interest has been that of the mangrove environment. The mangrove environment within this part of the country you know how important the mangrove is, but the mangrove has been depleted just for us to make records, to make gains from uh, the crude we are having. But not much has been done to bring back these mangroves that are going extinct. And that, that has formed the basis for me, having my own interest in research on how we could see how we could further the communication and see how we can improve our environment vis-a-vis trying to change back, restore back the landscape. Hopefully we hope if things will really get where but we don't know. Nigeria being a mono economic kind of system, we may have a situation where it will be difficult for the government to really have interest in developing and restoring the mangrove environment And looking at it too that the multinationals have the bandwagon of money, they have whatever they need. They may not be too keen on also protecting they may not be so absolutely keen on protecting the environment because they are also most of them are not locals from here. So you see it's a complex issue that I may not sit here to really say. But generally the environment you talked about our landscape the landscape here on our forest vegetation I've talked about the mangroves. We also have a situation where we have tropical rainforest. So within the same area, so it's a rich of uh, riches in both the fauna and the flora uh, composition of species here. Is uh is most of the oil exploration is it off offshore or is there a combination of both the uh, offshore and um, onshore? Uh, 
The entire Niger Delta, the entire Niger Delta is a, a combination of both, both the onshore and the offshore. Okay. The entire Niger Delta is a combination of both the onshore and the offshore. And so, and you the, see that both the aquatic, both our terrestrial environment is affected, and even the aquatic environment tends to be affected. I see. And so the actual oil exploration takes takes part on both onshore and offshore. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Um so as far as as teaching, how how are you liking moving from a student to um to a teacher? Is that is it something that you've grown a passion for? Has it taken some adjusting to? How how are you liking uh taking up that position? Okay. Uh, 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 would you give someone who's just entering university or maybe has is a couple years in their undergrad that wants to become a professor uh, but isn't really sure how to become successful in that would you give any, any advice on how to get um, to the position and the level that you got and also congratulations on your, your award thank you thank you uh...
and that's what will lead you to the pinnacle of your career. Yeah, and passion is one of those things that it's so hard to just turn it on. And uh, for me, I've been trying to articulate what it is that generates passion because it is so important for the younger people to, to get that. And as I've looked back on my own career and tried to think about what it was that made me passionate, I kind of came to the realization that there's there's two parts to it which which started to drive my passion. And, and like you said, once you have the passion, then you can go really far and achieve, achieve whatever your vision is. But the two parts is the first thing is that I started to enjoy it because you know that feeling when you become literate in geography or ecology and you look around the landscape and you, you can you can read the landscape, you can understand, you know, all the trees, what the different uh, geology or geography actually means as far as the historical context. So once you become literate, you start to enjoy it because you can look around anywhere you are and enjoy anywhere you are. So that's one half of it where you start to like it just as almost like a hobby and it becomes addicting. But then on the other side, you start to realize how important it is because, uh, you know, you can look at case study after case study and, and see the root cause of so many tragedies in the world comes from the mismanagement of natural resources. So I think when I put those two things together, you realize how important it is what we're doing and then also how much you enjoy it. And you put that together. I think that's a really good way to uh, to create some passion and uh, and, and then that can uh, take you really far in, in your career. So something for um, anyone who's starting out and trying to find passion to think about. Um, what uh, type of research are you are you looking to undertake um, past your PhD and, and eventually if you get a, a lab of your own, is there specific areas of research that you're looking to, to undertake? Mainly, uh, I have been, especially in the context of uh, the present day COVID-19 we are having, I have lately desired to delve into indigenous knowledge and environmental issues, indigenous knowledge and resource exploitation, indigenous knowledge and resource uh, utilization. So I think I want to really give, I want to give a bit of description why I think I'm, I'm having some interest in that. Sure. Uh, the issue of the COVID-19, where even the developed world, the developed world, the advances in science and medicine was unable to give a quick result. Hello. Hello. Yep. Go ahead. Hello, John. Yep, I'm here. Go ahead. Just a little delay. Yeah, I. So, hello. Hey, go ahead. Uh, okay, thank you, man. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I was saying, I was saying that with the advances in medicine, having some uh, uh, challenge in giving us quick results in relation to COVID. Why? 
Madagascar is one of the tiniest nations in the world, was able to give us a quick result, though it is contestable with the COVID boom. They gave us the results from drawing from their local environment. Even when the world organization is putting a question mark on their discovery. My interest has been have now moved more on how do we explore and exploit our natural resources to see how we can better ourselves, especially in Africa, where virtually everything we have tends to be looked upon like a substandard. Lately, I have seen the need to see how I can make more investigation on how to utilize our natural resources, our local health, to treat ailments, and perhaps see how we can use that to build back our environment. Because where when nature is giving privilege, is giving some respect, is accorded some respect. You know that nature naturally, most of this our health are natural uh, uh, resources that can replenish themselves. So if we now go back as to our renewable resources like the health, I want to see how we can try to link up that in, in advancing our health and the health of our environment. So definitely my interest has been on indigenous knowledge, but how to utilize indigenous knowledge, trying to put a balance between indigenous knowledge and the former knowledge. And let's see how we can put a balance somewhere at the end of the day. So that has been beyond the fact that I'm calling to mangroves. Mm-hmm. I have had interest lately to do, if I it to interest you to know that the past few weeks I've been on our health. I've been taking our health, trying to boost my own immune system. I haven't taken any drugs for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see how to ask questions, get to meet the local people. Because prior to the advances, in uh, prior to the coming of the colonial masters, we are forbid, our foreparents had some solution to their health problems. Yeah. And these health problems were made basically from the roots, from their head, from the leaves around, mm-hmm. until we had to dump them for some other thing. So I think it's, for me, the COVID-19 situation has given me an eye-opener to see how we can revisit our environment and harness our natural health, see if we could improve our health beyond looking at the orthodox medicine that's available. So that's how I'm trying to see how to marry my interest in the mangroves, my interest in indigenous knowledge, and my interest in resource utilization and exploitation. Yeah, that's very noble. Uh, and exciting research to be undertaking. And a lot of it, I think, we already understand the concept. It makes sense, you know, when 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 nature isn't treated with respect, you know, it can lead to all types of problems such as COVID-19. And then also that we, we understand that there is so much indigenous knowledge that we haven't quite um, extracted yet. Um, so <coughs> undertaking that research to have actual data to articulate the concepts that we already know is right, I think is so important and would really drive um, changes in, in, our, in the global culture. And that's kind of such, uh, 
some of the most exciting part about research that, that I'm ruling how, how important of a role it can play because uh, as far as, as much as we like to make an argument, uh, having the data to back it up makes, makes all the difference and um, undertaking some of that research might lead to all kinds of discoveries that, that um, we need so desperately. So I, I hope that you achieve, um, oh, and also it might be a good time because there's probably gonna be a lot of funding available after all this to, to undertake that kind of research. So I, I hope that your lab will be successful in um, securing some funds to, uh, to help you uh, get started in, in your interest. Um, one of my last questions, just a couple more. I'm just wondering, uh, what is your what is your overall outlook for Nigeria as far as resource management? Do you feel like um, because because it's developed a lot um, over the last 20, 30 years, do you feel like things are progressing in a good, positive trend direction um, as a as a country in, in in its entirety, or do you or do you have a lot of concerns um, in the overall management of natural resources uh, in Nigeria? that you're looking to connect with, maybe other uh, professors or anyone, any specific type of uh, people that you're looking to con connect with that might be listening that could uh, reach out to you? Conferences 
The last time I almost got a conference in Spain, which I hope that I was thinking I was going to make it our strike, tampered it, the strike of our strike of last year. And this year too, I was hoping to make a presentation in one of the papers, so it's been important to me. I've never traveled outside the shores of Nigeria to interface with people. I have made few friends outside there who do it little of interaction, but nothing tangible has ever been achieved. So I'm hoping if there are people who are there who are passionate to push some of us, I'll be open to such conversation and I'll be happy to in fact the most important I want to have an opportunity of attending a conference outside the shores of Nigeria after this COVID-19 pandemic. But outside that, I look forward to working with people who have interest in biogeography, in geography generally, in environmental issues, indigenous knowledge, resource control, and all of that. I'm open to working with them, even paper collaboration. I'll be very open to that. Great. All right. Well, I hope uh, hope some people will um, hear that and reach out to you. I'm kind of the same way. I have never really left Canada either, but um, it's definitely always gives you a completely different perspective just um, ever since I've been doing um, the environmental professionals group and connecting with so many people around the world. Um, when you, you kind of think you can understand the concept and then someone else can see the concept from a completely different angle. And it's it's so... Uh, valuable to to have everyone's opinions together and we're lucky enough to work in a in an industry that is uh the culture is very supportive and everyone seems to be working um as a team to try to solve some of these colossal um challenges we face around sustainability so i'm sure um no one would um i'm sure that the group can be a good resource even if uh if you want to reach out pers- um to to people in the group as well um i've always found that people are very receptive to um, to even just cold call, uh, like cold messaging them or adding them on Facebook too. So um, definitely don't be afraid to uh, reach out yourself too. Um, but if anyone does want to reach out to you, what is the best way to reach you? How can they reach you? Okay, I can be reached through my email. My email is bottysamson at gmail.com. Mbotti, M-B-U-O-C-I-S-A-M-P-S-O-N at gmail.com. Mbotti Samson at gmail.com. Uh, uh, even on Facebook, it's Mbotti Dem Samson. Uh, I think that can be reached on those channels. Fantastic. All right, well, it was really an honor to meet you, and you've really sparked my interest. I know I just got a little tiny... Um, tiny little bit of what what's going on in Nigeria so I want I'm already hooked and want to learn a lot more so I hope that we'll be able to meet and um, and connect a lot more and maybe uh, work on a project together sooner than later but I wish you all, all the best and be safe to you and your family and thank you again for for chatting with me and let's keep in touch thank you very much Johnny I'm so happy to speak with you and thank you for I've seen your passion you've been sharing lots of posts and it's something you've been doing for years and something I want to say, keep it up. Some of us are watching you from here and we know that someday you'll get to the peak of your whatever dreams you have. Thank you very much for your time, John. Thank you so much, sir. Bye. All right. I said good night, Nigeria.